Hello, welcome to the East Side Movement Company podcast. I am Dr. Anthony Recito, um, co-owner of East Side Movement Company, and I'm super excited. Uh, I have a friend and colleague, uh, Dr. Hannah Fielding of uh, Revive Sport and Spine. Uh, thanks for coming on. Thanks for having me here. Yeah, super excited, super excited. Uh, we met a few months ago, um, and so uh, I say colleague, but you're actually a chiropractor, which like... I know people like are like, well, don't you guys like butt heads? But not really. Maybe people don't even think that. I don't know. Maybe I've that's heard just it like. Times, <laughs> but I always try and just say yeah. no. Like everyone's here to help you get better. Exactly. To help you move better, at least on my side of the, mm-hmm. the chiropractic spectrum. So yeah. No, but um, especially my boyfriend's dad. Every time I see him, he's like, I went to a PT once, and he hates chiropractors. And yeah. I have to field that question every time I see him. <laughs> Right, yeah, it's and I'm like I like people are like, what do you feel about chiropractors? I'm like, well, you got to know there's shitty PTs and there's probably bad chiropractors, there's bad lawyers, bad doctors. It's like, yeah. but there's good ones of everything, right? And so I'm like, exactly, you know, it's just like I'm like, it's just who you find, right? Yeah. And like you said, it's like, hey, we're all trying to do the th- same thing, like help people move better, help people like get back to what they like to do. It's just like, whatever works for people, like that's great, yeah. you know. You know, as long as it's not like, you know, they're not having unnecessary surgeries and pain for a long time, all that sort of thing, like, it's a win. You know, I mean, as far that's as exactly how we met, too, is because I found your Instagram, and I was like, I like what they're doing, I like their messaging, so I followed yeah. you, because I was like, oh, they're also in Austin. Yeah. That's cool, and that's how we even met, so um, you'll always find people in your space if you're looking. Oh, for sure, for sure, for sure, yeah, it's like... Um, I feel like when you are in, when you have a small business, like you have like almost like business dating in a way. It's like yeah. you start to like, you'll like meet a couple of people and you're like, yeah, we just don't match. Uh, and then like some people you're like, oh, we just hit it off like super well, right? right. Um, and that's how it like goes sometimes, I feel like. I love uh, that idea. Yeah, yeah. Like, but like um, marketing, connecting, but just like business dating. Yeah, yeah, it 100% is. There's like some people you just meet and you're like, I can't wait for this to be over, you know? Like, <laughs> I hate to say that, but like, you know, that's just how it happens. Like that's yeah. the it's just like a date right like you're gonna have some great dates you're gonna have some bad dates but I mean with business marketing like you're gonna have more than one good date probably with multiple people yeah. versus you know with dating typically like it's usually one person that you can continue forward with right. yeah <laughs> a long-term marriage versus yeah I love having a, a connection of people I mean with you know medical doctors and other mm-hmm. chiropractors and PTs um, podiatrists I feel like you know the whole group needs to start working better together instead of being divisive yeah. because that's not helping patients right now for sure for all of us to like be like oh well actually mm-hmm. you know oh pts can't adjust and yeah that's the bread of bread on our butter or butter mm-hmm. on our bread and like mm-hmm. they can't do that so just come to me i can fix everything that's not actually patient-centered care yeah if yeah. we start hating on other professions or paying people to do other things oh for sure and there's so much like infighting like within our own like uh, fields, right? Like yeah. of like Kairos that probably are like you got to do it this way, and PTs like, oh, you're doing that way, that's stupid, and like that sort of stuff. And it's like, gosh, like we can't even get like our own profession to move in the same direction oh, together. Yeah. And then it's like now we're trying to like bridge other professions. So it's like it's it's kind of hard because sometimes you feel like you're out on an island until you start finding like your people in yeah. a way, you know, um, for sure, for sure. Um, but we actually like kind of met because you started your own practice recently, but like. So how long, how long have you been treating for? Um, have you always been in Austin, that sort of thing? Yeah, I just opened my own practice in January. Nice. Um, I graduated chiropractic school pretty much like right before COVID hit. Yeah. Like I 
got out of school, I was like just kind of taking it easy, feeling out my associate options because mm-hmm. you always hear horror stories. Right? Yeah. So I was trying to find like a good fit. By the time that I started in January 2020, it was like building up a new practice. And then March hit and everything went crazy. Yeah. So I've been practicing now for almost three years. Yeah. I think that's the right math. Um, and decided it was finally time to open my own just because, you know, being an associate and having to sort of like sell packages or do things on the daily that you don't necessarily agree with yeah. got rough. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I opened Revive Sport and Spine in January. Um, it's still really small and slow. I'm mm-hmm. in a CrossFit gym, sort of just like in the corner. Yeah. And so I've only seen people that um, either know about me through workshops that I've done there or like who are in class with me that are yeah. like, oh wait, uh, this, my shoulder's hurting. Can I come see you? And I'm like, absolutely. Here's my card. Yeah. It has a QR code on it. Nice. To like schedule. Nice. And multiple people have been like, I don't know how to use this QR code. <laughs> <laughs> and so a lot of it's still like, where I'm at, it's like, okay, email me and I'll get you on mm-hmm. the schedule. Yeah. But um, yeah, so far it's going really good. Yeah, that's good. At least they're at email at this point, you know, out there. Yes. Um, you know, it's not like, just send me a letter, you know. <laughs> I've had so many people that are like, um, you know, how do I book with you? Oh, here's my card. Like, it mm-hmm. says schedule on there. Oh, okay, but do I just email you then? I guess so, yeah, you could, you could email yeah. me or you could, you could do it through this way. People email me to reschedule. Mm-hmm. Like, when are you available? Can I do it over here? Like, yeah. Okay, we're just not up to date on the like, It'll get, yeah. online <laughs> scheduling yet. <laughs> Oh, I know. It's it's kind of funny, like um, with uh, like on the online stuff. Like now, like I mean, I do everything online. I can schedule online, order all my food online, like everything like that. And uh, like a few months ago, my mother-in-law was in town. Um, she does not want to listen to this. Uh, <laughs> You're um, like I feel yeah, safe. Yeah, yeah. This is a safe space for me to come to say this. Is uh, she was like, I've never ordered uh, food online before. I'm like, it's not that much different than ordering. Like, I'm like, have you ordered like clothes online? She's like, well, yeah. I'm like, same thing, same concept. And she like started freaking out about like ordering online like she's like i don't know how to do this like there's just too much pressure on this and like that sort of stuff i'm like it's pretty straightforward but like she's from like a smaller town right and like you just take all these things for granted so much that you're like oh people know how to do this stuff and you're like oh shit they don't (laughs) i know i keep waiting for it um how old are you uh 32 32 recently 32 just to you know wait how recent uh may 28th oh okay i'm june 3rd nice so i was like what if we have the same date yeah gemini yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Gemini gang coming oh, yeah. through. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> they say, I was like, oh, I want to listen. You know, how was Spotify? Like, it's like, mm-hmm. here's your discovery weekly, mm-hmm. right? Oh, here's some things that you might like but are new. Yeah. And I was like, I want to listen to this. Great, great. And my partner was just like, oh, you realize at 35, you're not going to want to turn that on anymore? <laughs> like, tell me more. And he was like, all about this. Like, oh, once you hit 35, like, you're kind of more set in your way. Really? This is, I don't know, this like circulating idea. I'm not sure where he got Interesting. This from. I want to always sort of combat that, yeah. especially in the practice that we're in. For sure. It's really dangerous mm-hmm. to get like set in your ways and like, this is the only way to do things and not keep like looking up new ways. Exactly. Exactly. Oh, from a treatment's perspective, from a business perspective, like, yeah, it's very, I'm very, I'm always very impressed by people that are like in their like middle fifties and sixties. And it's like, they're continuing to like evolve and like change yeah. things up and that sort of thing. There's this guy whose podcast I listen to, it's actually like uh, in a sports realm, but like starting his 20s he's like in his like mid 50s now and like he does podcasts like the people that work with him are like 24 yeah and it's like he's continuing <laughs> to like keep this going and like reinvent new ways i'm like dang like that's impressive like it's good you to know. see and like strive for yeah yeah because yeah, it's like it's so easy just to be like this is how i did it before mm-hmm. like you know i'm not gonna do it any differently now 
well. Um, Just what we were sure. talking before, like I am hesitant to join Instagram. Like I don't really <laughs> want to. So I'm already a little stuck in my ways yeah. <laughs> apparently of yeah. like not using social media. So advice yeah yeah just go like straight to like tiktok or something like that or like snapchat um i saw someone like post a picture of like a snapchat and i'm like that still is happening snapchat but i think i also thought snapchat was dead is that still alive still alive and going at least at least according to this one person that i saw (laughs) um so yeah snapchat seems to be still going um so you kind of only worked during pandemic times um you know depending on your perspective of things uh you know, it's, it's some people are like, oh, it's over and then it's back. You know, I'm like, I just think it's just a continuum. A continuum. Yeah. Um, so you kind of always worked in pandemic time. So what led you to kind of like starting your own like business, um, you know, versus just like continuing to just like work for someone else? Yeah. I mean, I knew I always wanted to. Mm-hmm. I feel like that's kind of the rhetoric that you hear a lot in chiropractic yeah. school. People as students are like, I'm going to associate for two to three years and then like open my own practice. And yeah. I feel like when other doctors would come and like, you know, ask, well, what are your questions about? It would be like that sort of thing. Like, I'm going to mm-hmm. associate for a while and then I'm going to open my own practice. Yeah. And so I just feel like that was kind of in the back of my head. I knew I always, always wanted the autonomy. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I know business owning is a challenge, yeah. clearly, uh, but it was a challenge that I wanted. I didn't want to have to answer to someone else all day, mm-hmm. every day when yeah. I have the education to treat patients how I see fit. Yeah. Um, and it just got to be kind of uh, a fight of like, I don't think they need that. Mm-hmm. This is too much or like we're asking too much or maybe that practice is slightly shady and I'm not here for it. Yeah. So that was kind of it ultimately. The first practice I worked at, I loved. It was great, but mm-hmm. she didn't really have enough like patience for I me. See. And I was working on sort of a commission oh, right. situation. So I wasn't making any money, but I really mm-hmm. liked the practice and um, was going there. But then the the shutdown happened and we didn't have enough people to keep me on so I worked at HEB for like four months yeah just got my doctorate and then was like putting grocery in people's cars oh shoot no chiropractic for like three months wow I'll just go back and that was kind of like a low point but everyone was having a low point right the beginning of the pandemic for sure and then I went back and it still just it was really slow Mm -hmm. building up and so I had to move to a practice that maybe I didn't necessarily fully agree with the Mm -hmm. ideas yeah. just to make a living for sure for sure so finally it's like i've made a living i've saved up time to start my own thing and nice. nice 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 mm-hmm. and i feel like a lot of people don't like maybe like know that a lot like you know it's it's very common in our fields to have clinics that aren't necessarily doing things the right way or maybe the most like ethical way um and it's unfortunately becoming more and more common with the landscape of how healthcare is, insurance reimbursement, cost of living, all that sort of stuff. Because it's like, you know, it's not great to do, but like, you know, it's kind of like one of those things where they're like, okay, you have to either see more people or charge or like basically bill out stuff that's not necessary. Because it's like one of those things has to change to bring the money up because their reimbursement goes down every year, essentially. Yeah, they just keep taking that down and then harder Mm -hmm. to even collect. Yeah. You know, you, you need to count now hit like all these requirements to even collect thirteen dollars. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, so either your practice is gonna suffer because you're just you're trying to see so many people to collect yeah. thirteen dollars for mm-hmm. each appointment. Or yeah, you're gonna start like I mean they have whole mm-hmm. seminars on how to bill. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. So if you can go to a seminar and someone will teach you to be shady, mm-hmm. that should show everyone that there's a problem. Yeah. Yeah. Like, okay, how do you do this legally? How do we toe the line of like 
maximizing out insurance money. Yeah, what? right. That, I never wanted to be in that position. Exactly. Which it, is why I went cash, like what y'all do. Yeah, yeah. And it makes so much sense because, like, um, you know, it just, like, yeah, it just becomes so much cha- – like, it's like you're not even really centering it around the patient. You're just like, okay, like, I have to, like, get this reimbursement. And I remember early in my career someone was like, yeah, you know, with this field, he's like, you're either going to take a hit on the personal life thing because you have to do notes at home. You're going to take a hit on notes um, because, you're like – You're way behind or, in documentation. Yep, he's like, or you can take a hit on patient care. And he's like, I know what two aren't going to take a hit. And he's like, that's my personal time in patient care. So he's like, I'm just going to just write shitty notes, you know, and, like, <laughs> like that sort of stuff. And then the, you get yourself into trouble later down the road right. when something gets audited, right? And so it's like – it's like you're in like a no-win situation, you know. Yeah. Um, you know, a lot of times, yeah. You know, and, and and I feel like it's 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 just not, and it's just getting worse and worse. Absolutely. Um, you know, it, oh, and and it's only going to keep going this way unless something major, major changes. Um, and I mean, is that did you guys always do just cash, or did you start with insurance and then move? Uh, we've always been an out-of-network practice um, since we basically started. Nice. Um, and the reason being is just. Mostly and probably similar to you is it's just it's just the the outcomes for people are just so much better. Um, you know, you just have definite KPIs that people are hitting. You know, you you're just you have less people you have to like think about, so you're more focused in on like the people that you're seeing, so you can like just drive their care better. You can just help them out more, and I think just the overall results for people have just been so much better. Yeah. You know, um, and that's one of the interesting things too about our field is like you can actually make more money as a business owner taking insurance. You know, because you can get a lot more volume. You can cram your schedule full, like four people an hour, that sort of thing. Right. But, like, what's your quality of life? And what's ultimately, most importantly, what we're all in this for is, like, are we even getting people better? You know, yeah. like, or are we just kind of, like, keeping them on this treadmill of being sick? You know, and that's what I always wonder sometimes, too, is, like, is this all just a way to just, like, keep people just in this same loop of just, like, never getting better, that sort of thing? Because they're never really, like able to get out of that because the providers never have the time to actually educate them on doing that you yeah. know um, it's just not a good good situation I think that's a really good thing to think about so that you don't get stuck in that rut because mm-hmm. I always I'm constantly like I- am I doing what I think I'm doing mm-hmm. trying to like question why I'm doing the things that I'm doing just because oh just because I learned it or just because the research supports it like why does that fit this case in particular and is it going to get this person better mm-hmm. um, I just find that I feel like a lot of people I talk to have fallen into a trap of like this always works 100 percent. yeah yeah and I kind of like I think it would be very easy mm-hmm. to just slip into that oh for sure like the type of you might call I guess some people out but just like the type of chiropractic that only adjusts like the upper mm-hmm. neck yeah I wish that I believed that that mm-hmm. fixed everything for everybody yeah because my day would be so much easier oh for sure if you 100%. just like came in and I did the same adjustment to you three mm-hmm. times a week I wouldn't have to think about it. Like, I wouldn't be worried about you after you left. Like, oh, is that exercise really the best one? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Are we going to get that hip moving better? And so sometimes I'm like, oh, man, I kind of wish. Yeah, you envy those. <laughs> I kind of envy those folks that's just, like, so dogmatic in an approach where they're exactly. just like, this is the way to do it, and, like, that's it. And, like, and I can respect that, and they probably get a lot of people better. Um, but, like, I hate to tell those people, but a lot of people got – other people that are doing never knowing the things that, or never doing the things that you do exactly. right like you know and you know that's always a conversation you know about like just treatment philosophies and that sort of stuff but like yeah some people get so wrapped up in how they treat and it's like guess what like there's a clinic down the road that's getting a lot of people better that is not doing any of this stuff right. and guess what like they probably think the same thing you do yeah. about like their treatment like you exactly. know <laughs> um, I wish I could almost be a little more like 
like kind of close-minded from that approach. That's yeah, it exactly would be what I'm easier. saying. It would just be so nice to like go home and not be thinking about three patients from earlier that day. Yeah. Cause just be like, oh, it's gonna work. Mm-hmm. We're gonna fix it. Yeah, you yeah, know? yeah, for sure. It's just you know, and, I, and but I think it also um, kind of speaks to the fact of like very patient-centered care, right? Like, you know, really thinking about like, hey, this is the person where they want to be. This is where they're at now. It's like, what? how are we going to get them to there? Because like treatment is a maze, right? It's yeah. like you're going to go forward, you're going to hit a wall, and then you're going to feel like you're backtracking. But really like that wall gave you more information to then go another route. Oh, you hit another wall, you go another route, and then eventually you get out of that maze because everybody's different. And like yeah. that's and that's why I think like when when people are like like ourselves are like, hey, like this is really individualized care. Like that's really what we mean. It's like, yeah, like some exercises are going to be the same, or some treatments might be the same, generally for people. But like each person is going to have a different obstacle to kind of like overcome, and we got to yeah. figure out how to work with them to do that. Um, and I think like that's what puts us at a, such a unique position. Um, to really like help people in in the particular fields that we're in, which I think is like super cool. Sorry, long soapbox. Um, no, but I anyway, love that analogy. Um, yeah, uh, and, and and so you know, with with where you're at and like you know, kind of like where you have been, you know, like a lot of times, like you know, I feel like people have certain perspectives about like their healthcare provider, right? Cairo or PT, yeah. right? They either have seen a PT and it sucked or seen a Cairo and it's like, that oh, place is a mill or they're like a God, like they're put on like a pedestal, yeah. right? Like this person fixes me every time I'm like hurt, right? Um, so what do you feel is like some of like the biggest misconceptions about like your field of treatment and uh, yeah, that sort of thing? Yeah, I actually just encountered a couple on either end of that spectrum. Yeah. One guy came in super non-communicative. Mm-hmm. He was just like, my shoulder hurts trying to like pull all these questions like I'm trying to figure out what's hurting and why is what hurting and I couldn't get any info and he was like I came here one time the person fixed me instantly and I didn't really believe in it mm-hmm. but now I do and I was yeah. like okay well what a big mountain <laughs> that I have to climb now <laughs> because I have no info mm-hmm. I guess we'll go through orthos but like I don't really know where we're starting. Yeah. And now I have to fix you in one visit. Yeah. Because this other person three years ago fixed you in one <laughs> visit. <laughs> Great. Yeah. Love yeah. that. Um, so I do feel like there is a misconception that chiropractic is like an instant fix and that some another person can fix you. Yeah. And that the way I practice, the way I think about it is I'm helping things move better mm-hmm. and feel better so that you can move better and feel better. Yeah. But ultimately, that healing is going to come from within you. Like, yeah. we need to get you to move to do the things. Mm-hmm. And then there's also the other side where someone has come in and been like, I am super skeptical of chiropractors because the last one that I saw, I went in, they did an x ray, they charged me for a full appointment, they sent me away, they didn't touch me, they didn't do anything. Yeah. Come back for a second one and have a, you know, what do they call that? Like a report of findings, mm-hmm. right? Which is a legit thing. Yeah. But it's a whole appointment where you come in and then they put up your x-ray and they draw all these lines all over it and they say this is horrible your body looks terrible but it's fine we're gonna fix it mm-hmm. and it's gonna take you know 30 visits over the next mm-hmm. three months and um it's gonna cost you a lot of money yeah but don't worry we'll fix it so i've also gotten those people that are really scared off because the chiropractor scares them and makes them feel that their body is wrong yeah yeah and that wrong is what's causing the pain yeah which is mm-hmm. no that's not always necessarily true yeah mm-hmm. right you can yeah. have terrible posture and no symptoms yeah 25 mm-hmm. percent of people at age 25 have disc herniations yeah. and some form of like osteoarthritis and like mm-hmm. you don't feel it yeah so um i've seen it go both ways where yeah where you're mm-hmm. a god and you can fix it and or you're a hack 
and yeah. you're just there to collect yeah money mm-hmm. oh for sure yeah and it's such a hard like you know balance to find because it's like you know you and your in your situation now it's like you have to take in everyone else's like previous biases of what they have about like what you are going to do yeah. and try to just like sort through all that and then like still provide them value like the best way you can like being yourself but also meeting them where they need to be right and that's such a challenge it's a fun challenge but it's a challenge it for a challenge. sure i keep editing my about us practice mm-hmm. page yeah because every time i kind of encounter a new um patient bias or perception and they're like oh i didn't think it was going to be like this and i'm like what did you think it was going to be like mm-hmm. oh i thought it was going to be like xyz and then I go and add another sentence to my, like, about us, just yeah. because I, I do want to be very clear. I want people to have correct expectations when they're coming to see me. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, no, we're not going to use x-rays unless we need to a couple weeks down the road. Or, like, yeah. um, we might not adjust everything. Mm-hmm. Like, and if we do adjust, we've got lots of ways to do it. I don't do it just in one way. Or, you know, we do soft tissue work, and this is what that looks like. So mm-hmm. um, just with each new thing that keeps coming up, I just keep editing. Yeah, and yeah. Editing. Yeah, you're always, you're constantly trying to, like, improve your process with everything. And, and like you said, like, just kind of, like, give them the, like, right expectations of stuff. So, so like, kind of, like, piggybacking off that, like, you know, what what do you see, like, for your practice? Like, what are the expectations people should have, like, when they come and see you? And maybe what you see, like, you know, where you kind of see, like, um, Cairo evolving to or what you're doing evolving to, if that makes sense. Yeah. Um, I see for my practice... You know, currently I'm, yeah, just an unaffordable table. Mm-hmm. All my equipment is in a rolling makeup kit. Nice. So currently it's very, yeah. like, grassroots. Hey, that's great. <laughs> that's, that's, like, perfect for a CrossFit gym, though, right? Like, yeah. you know, I don't know if you know, like, the, um, if you know who Kelly Starrett is. Mm-hmm. Um, so he started CrossFit in San Francisco, and they just did it in a parking lot. They really? welded together racks um, and stuff like that. So yeah. it's, like, I feel like that's, like... That's just CrossFit, like. Okay, yeah. Now you, you know, have like the ready state. Movement yeah, it's like so big time. Yeah, yeah. So like, you think about that, like you know, when you're, you know. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's so true. Yeah, it's like when you write your book, you know, one day. Uh, <laughs> you can start off yeah. writing a book. <laughs> yeah, those are the two next steps, really. Uh, that's how it goes in business ownership. Once you start Instagram, you just start writing your book. There you go. <laughs> just take all those posts, compile them. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. But uh, yeah, I see. You know sort of a functional approach. All my mm-hmm. appointments are going to be, how are you moving? Mm-hmm. And then how are you feeling? Yeah. And then, you know, how do we approach it from there? And I'm really actually trying to start coordinating with mental health therapists in my area. Nice. Because I do have some chronic pain cases that it's, you know, now sensitized. And mm-hmm. now there's like emotional connection to the pain. Yeah. And an expectation that you're going to be in pain. Mm-hmm. And uh, while pain science is fascinating to me, mm-hmm. my communication of it to patients yeah. is often flawed. Yeah. Where like, where you don't want to sound demeaning, mm-hmm. right? Like, oh, it's not real. You know, mm-hmm. I still struggle with that. So I'm trying to build up more like a community of like mental health therapists too that can help. Yeah. With those sorts of things. Um, kind of like you said with PT though, I do think there are very polar different ends of chiropractic. Mm-hmm. So I yeah. don't know if there's one solid end we're all headed towards Mm -hmm. but i do know plenty of people that practice like me nice you know function and movement based i also know people that do get people better by doing lots of x-rays and corrective work yeah um so i i think chiropractic will either fully splinter (laughs) yeah right (laughs) or we'll start adopting like i always say like i'm a sports chiropractor Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, kind of like subspecialties in a way. Yeah, and some sports chiropractors are probably going to get mad at me because I don't actually have my like, DASCB <laughs> or whatever it's called. I haven't taken the test. Um, but I feel like it's a good differentiation. Yeah, yeah. For right now. For sure, for sure. Yeah, that makes a ton of sense. And like, um, kind of piggybacking off like the central sensitization thing is like, yeah, it's always hard when you're trying to educate people and like your communication has to be just so clear because like it can come off as like someone saying like, oh, it's in your head. So like, yeah. so like they're telling me it's not real. But I, uh, I don't know if you're a Harry Potter fan at all. Oh, um, in the seventh, in the seventh book, uh, when Harry is at like the station, it's all white in the movie. Dumbledore's there. He, he says, Harry says like, is this just happening in my head? Uh, uh, like, or is this real or is this happening in my head? And then Dumbledore says like, if it's happening, it's like, what, what, like, why can it not be real it's if it's in happening your head, in your head? So why does that mean? Yeah. Why is it not real? It's not real. Right. And yeah. so like, I always think about that, like with like chronic pain, I know pretty like, um, people, I feel like people appreciate that. Um, I don't know. Maybe they don't. I know the reference. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 And it's, and it's true, right? Like it's, it's, it is very real. Like even though like there's, it's, it's just, we know there's a physiological change that's happening in the brain. Um, but yeah, it's, um, you know, and, and with that, like being said with like how you treat and like think about things and everything like that, like what is a good thing like for people to look for in like a chiropractor? Uh, maybe not even necessarily like um, certifications or that sort of stuff, but like, what, you know, first time they come in, like, you know, from your perspective, if you're like, hey, I want to see someone to get like a good like functional approach where like they're combining movement with like manipulation and all that sort of stuff or adjustment, sorry. Um, you know, what, what, what can someone look for in, like, you know, someone that, that is that is probably trying to do, like, the best for them? Yeah. I think ultimately, and this is with mm-hmm. all medical providers in general, find someone you're comfortable with and trust your gut on it. Because yeah. even though I think I do good work, if I don't mesh with you, like, if something about it doesn't feel mm-hmm. quite right, that's fine. Yeah. I'm not trying to keep anyone that isn't, like, my exact type doesn't mesh with me. Um, so I think the biggest thing is if you walk into an office and you feel comfortable and mm-hmm. you feel good about where that's going, that's a huge mental advantage yeah. to thinking you're going to feel better. Yeah. If you're uncomfortable at all, scrap it. Find yeah. something else. Um, and that uncomfortableness, it can come from anything. It can come from, did you wait too long? Yeah. Did they not spend enough time with you? Did they not like look at you? Did they not listen to you? Um, you know, anything. I think that's with all medical providers. I mean, doctors, gynos, everyone. Mm-hmm. So um, I think that's a big thing. Yeah, yeah. Feeling like a connection, feel like you're actually listened to is just such a big, yeah, it, it's massive. And I think a lot of times people are just kind of just like put through the, yeah. you know, thing. Yeah, back pain, do this, like next person. Shoulder so pain, yeah, do I'm this, sure next you've person. Seen that in PT too, right? Yeah. Where like the clinic is owned by some sort of company. Yeah. It has chains and then yeah. employees, you know, pretty much new PTs that they mm-hmm. can exploit and keep yeah. really busy. So, you know, if you feel like one of three. Yeah. Or like many things are going <laughs> yeah. on at one time. <laughs> one, one, of, one of many. Uh. <laughs> at my last office, it wasn't really scheduled based off the doctor's time. It was yeah. scheduled more based off the therapist's time. And then you sort of got funneled in for your adjustment. Mm-hmm. What I didn't like about that is there are multiple people just sitting around like waiting to see the doctor. Yeah. And the doctor spends two seconds that yeah. much time with you. Um, so personally, that's not where I would go. If yeah. people just, if people want that, seek that out. That's great. Mm-hmm. But that doesn't make me comfortable. Yeah. So back to 
the other example, but she's like, I would go somewhere else where I get more one on one time mm-hmm. and feel like listened to and not just a number. Yeah, yeah, that makes so much sense. Um, and especially like as you continue to like, you know, you're a lot of people that like we both work with are very active, they're very active in a specific population. And so like you kind of want someone that's going to like take the time, understand your sport, understand where yeah. you're going through that sort of stuff because you know what you're doing is very unique and very like, you know, important to you. So it's like why not like have someone that also feels that way as well, exactly. right? Exactly. Yeah, you even know? biking. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like I've tried golf. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. You know how many people come in and they like love golf, they want mm-hmm. to golf. Yeah. I don't understand golf. Yeah. That's yeah. not my thing. I'll send you to someone mm-hmm. who's golf certified. <laughs> yeah, it's um golf is like really fun time golfing a couple like months ago um but i was also doing a scramble so like i was never hitting my ball i was hitting someone so like basically like if we're on a team we both hit the ball and then whoever hits the best ball we just hit from that next ball okay and then so like you're always hitting from whoever shot at the best so you're like i'm pretty good at this like but then you're never hitting from like where you hit like four four way fairways over right um so yeah golf is uh it's one of those things i'm always like i'd love to get more into this but i'm like i feel like i got time for golf you know, later on. Later yeah. on. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> um, and so, and so you're in, you're in like a CrossFit space. Like, mm-hmm. um, you know, what is CrossFit? Very unique sport. A lot of fun. Fast. Um, you get to lift a lot, like heavy weights and all that sort of stuff. Heavy Run. Weight for like yeah. as many reps <laughs> as you can, and uh, it's uh, it's intense. I just mm-hmm. I started it because during the pandemic. Yeah. I was like, I I could not work out. Mm-hmm. We got yeah. a squat rack. We decked out one of our rooms. <laughs> My boyfriend's still mad about it that we spent all this money and now we still go to the gym. But I just, I needed the community aspect. Yeah. And CrossFit's kind of known for that. And mm-hmm. I will say this gym, too, that I'm a part of is an ex-CrossFit gym. Yeah. Um, they don't pay CrossFit anymore. Oh, yeah, that's, yeah, that's right. That's just right. because of, you know, some of the more political leanings mm-hmm. of CrossFit. And they yeah. sort of diverged from that because they were like, we don't actually share those beliefs. Yeah. And we're very inclusive. Mm-hmm. So it's still CrossFit style workout. Yeah. Which is it inherently, you know, it has a lot of stigma against yeah. it because it's a lot of weight for as many reps and yeah. people get injured doing it. Um, but I've found it's a really great, fun community. Mm-hmm. And at the specific gym that I'm in, there's not a lot of ego. Yeah. And I was just talking about someone with this this morning because Murph just happened. Yeah, yeah. So Murph is this stupid workout. What is what is Murph exactly again? Like I forget. <laughs> uh, it's like seven thousand. It's a million of everything. Or something like that. Yeah. Yeah, it's a mile run, a hundred pull ups, two hundred push ups, three hundred air squats, and then another mile run. Oh my gosh. It's stupid. That's insane. <laughs> but what I loved is I went to do Murph. I can't. Yeah. Do pull ups. Yeah. <laughs> I could do like maybe a pull up. I yeah. definitely can't do a hundred. Yeah. And so what I loved about our gym is it was very scaled. Mm-hmm. And they were like, we're not going to do anything dangerous. So I just did a hundred ring rows. Nice. Nice. Because that's where, that's where I'm at. Yeah. There were people that were doing pull ups with weighted vests. Mm-hmm. But I liked that this gym, it wasn't necessarily competitive. It wasn't that you had to do the hundred pull ups, then the 200 push ups, and then the three. You, could, you didn't have to do it in order. You yeah. were just there to move your body salute a man that died for us and yeah. work out together nice and that's what i like about the gym that's yeah. what i like about crossfit nice it's a good community and that's not every gym but that's not you know like we've talked about with everything there's not all good chiro there's not all good pts there's not yeah. all good gyms yeah right yeah yeah, yeah. so <laughs> everything is like this mm-hmm. um but yeah I've, I've really enjoyed where i'm at but i will say there are still people lifting things that they probably <laughs> shouldn't be lifting. Yeah. 
dog us, you know. <laughs> I've had to have to talk so many times to yeah. people like, you don't have to do it RS. You mm-hmm. don't have to do it prescription. Yeah. Check the mm-hmm. ego at the door. You're fine. Yeah. Like, no one in here is judging you. Um, don't hurt yourself. Yeah. 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 That and That is always a hard thing is, like, you know, you throw – you throw a little too much weight on like, you know, a power clean or like mm-hmm. an overhead squat. A lot of bad things can happen. Yes. You know, you get in too fast of a group cycling, like you're just going to fall. You're just going to go away, <laughs> you know. Yeah. Uh, so at least there's like, you know, there's there's uh, some safety with that, at least with, with the cycling aspect. But yeah, it's hard. <laughs> like cross, uh, like CrossFit style workouts are like very fun um, because like I feel like it, there is a little bit of like a competition in there, but not really, mm-hmm. you know, it's fast. You're like doing like, you know, big movements, like that sort of thing. But like, what do you think like people that are starting, like maybe not even CrossFit, but even just like going into lifting, like what do you see some like common things that like people may like want to work on, you know, mm-hmm. before they either get into any sort of like compound lifting, you know, yeah. or CrossFit style stuff? Uh, two big, big things I feel like are hip mobility mm-hmm. and shoulder stability. Yeah. Because most people's hips don't move as well as you would like you would like them to ideally, yeah. and then the low back takes mm-hmm. up too much of this. I mean, I know you're familiar with like stable, mobile, mm-hmm. stable, mobile, yeah. right by segment, mm-hmm. right? And so our low backs usually, just in our daily life, uh, move a little bit too much. There's a little instability, and the hips are locked down. And then people go in and do big old compound lifts, mm-hmm. and the hips aren't moving, and the low back's moving too much. Yeah. So. Um, hip mobility, I think, is a really big one. Mm-hmm. And then shoulder stability. Like, uh, so many shoulder blades I see in the gym that mm-hmm. are just one bangs out, yeah. or like rotates too quickly, and there's so much stress at the shoulders. So I see a lot of low back and shoulders with CrossFit and lifting, like Olympic lifting in general. Yeah. Um, so I do think that those are things. They're more talked about now, and mm-hmm. I don't know if that's just because I'm in this realm. Yeah, that's always the hard thing, you know. Like, <laughs> I'm like, everyone knows this. I'm going to yeah. say it. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, no, I still find that I tell people, I'm like, well, let me look at how your shoulder blades move. Like, oh, wait, this one this one jumps out. You're, mm-hmm. lo- you're losing this control here. And they're like, wow, I didn't even know my shoulder blade moved like that. And they're like, oh, cool. Look yeah. out, let me show you. Yeah. Um, so I would say those are the two biggest things. Is that what you're asking? Like, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Then that makes a ton of sense, like, Oftentimes what I see with people is they're kind of like, you know, they just don't have the movement options, you know, at like the hips or the shoulders, like you said, that like allow them to even do some of the things. So it's like one thing is not going to move. It's going to compensate. Your body's going to find a way to do it. It's smart. Like, That's what um, I tell you. Yeah, it's compensation. <laughs> it's your body's going to find the easiest way to do it. Yeah. And once it's found it, it's going to grain Keep that pattern that. Yeah. in until like you, the other way feels weird. I mean, breathing is that mm-hmm. way. Yeah. I have a lot of patients who you know, really heavy chest breathe. Mm-hmm. And then you're like, well, I would like for you to, you know, brace the core with that breath. So can you take it down? And then you're mm-hmm. teaching people how to breathe again. And they've breathed a certain way their whole life. Yeah. And their mind is blown. Yeah. And you put like a core belt on them and they're like, push out through that. What? Yeah. 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 Oh, I know. It's crazy. I, remember, I used to have the number in my head. It was like 18,000 times a day we like inhale and exhale or something like that. It's a lot. Um, I can't remember the exact number um, or the exact like time frame, but it's a very big number. Um, yeah, and, you know, you think of that, that like all day. all day long. You're like, oh shoot, like I need to like, you know, it's gonna take a little time to like work on this, you know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and be patient with yourself. Yeah, I yeah. think that's a big thing. I have a lot of people, especially in CrossFit, who want to get better now. Yeah. And there's a lot of like, okay, well, this has been happening for a while. Let's mm-hmm. take a break. Be patient with yourself scale it back or don't do like certain motions for yeah. now it's fine mm-hmm. eat well 
sleep well, recover. Yeah. And those I feel like are uh, sticking points sometimes with my patients. Eat well, sleep well. That is like the, I feel like everyone's like, what should I do for recovery? And it's like, go to sleep. Yes. Like, <laughs> actually sleep and then eat some like real food. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it sounds simple, but like, you know, everybody wants like some crazy recovery hack and mm-hmm. like, it's just like, just sleep. Um, don't go out all the time. Uh, right. It feels yeah. lazy to say that. Yeah. Like, I, wish, I wish I had a pill or like, I wish yeah. the massage gun really mm-hmm. like yeah. cleared up your recovery, but. Sometimes you say it and you're like, you could also like do like an ice bath, I guess. Like you throw something else in there just so like you kind of feel good that you said something yeah. a little bit more than the thing that actually matters, right? Yeah. <laughs> Give it a little spice on yeah, yeah, it's kind of like one of those things where I was listening to a podcast and they were a lot of sports scientists and stuff like that, where they were talking about like cycling, uh, and they're like, worry about just like getting faster before you worry about like making your bike lighter. You know, like be in good shape, and then it's like once you're in good shape, yeah. how are you eating? How are you sleeping? All those things are great. Then spend some money on a bike. You know, right. <laughs> like there are so many things you can do to get faster. That's just like very basic, very straightforward. And it's not some like crazy thing, but you know, it's I feel not. Like we're all looking for that yeah. like, fix, mm-hmm. right? Oh, and 100%. It, it just, yeah, I feel like, uh, so I grew up water skiing. Yeah. And your fin on your water ski can be like really dialed in. Yeah. And there's all sorts of things you can mm-hmm. do to it. And I just remember seeing a bunch of people just like on the dock after a bad set, yeah. just like dialing Messing their around with fin it. in yeah. crazy, like, oh, well, you know, like it was a little slow on two mm. ball. Like it was like, and just saying crazy things. Yeah. And it's like, look internally first. Oh, for sure. Before we start. Yeah. Spending lots of money on really expensive bikes. Yeah. Which is fun. Don't get me wrong. Of Definitely a great is. dopamine rush, you know. It's nice to have new toys. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah. Not it against it. But, yeah, we all, I fall into this trap too. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. So, it's say it, but. It's so easy to, and it's funny, like, if you start, like, talking to some people that are, like, working up to the pro ranks or in the pro ranks, like, they didn't have all this, like, crazy fancy stuff to recover. It's like, they did the simple stuff. They stayed consistent day in and day out Mm -hmm. doing their workouts. They went to bed. They ate well, and then they worked hard. Like, you know, some, and I hate to say it, like, sometimes it's as simple as that, you know, Um, but, like, it's hard, like, you know, it's not as fun to, like, convey that. Yeah. (laughs) I just, I feel like, quote, unquote, life hacks have really ruined us. Yeah. For sure. You're like, oh, we have the quickest, easiest way to the point mm-hmm. that you want to be at. Yeah, yeah. Oh, for sure. It's like consistency is just it's the it's the biggest thing. King, queen, whatever. Yeah. Like it's it's the biggest thing. Like I think anybody can do is just stay consistent with something. You know, see if it actually works in the long term. But you know, it's hard because our attentions are pulled in so many different directions. Absolutely. I'm gonna take that advice with my Instagram. Yeah, yeah. Be consistent. Consistent. With it. Consistency. Give yourself like two years. And it's like, that's a long time. Two years of a lifetime isn't that long. Um, and then, yeah, next thing you know, you'll have two years worth of content. Then you just click the repost button. Then you don't have to do anything <laughs> anymore. <it>. Yeah. <laughs> um, where can people find you at? Uh, how can people like get a hold of you? All that sort of stuff. Yeah. So my website is uh, revivesportandspine.com. Yeah. Um, and my Instagram is H Fielding <laughs> F I E L D. Right, so, uh, yeah, I think uh, it's uh, we we have to have you get a, a um, an you know, actual a, a, a work Instagram by the next time you like ha- come on the podcast. Yeah, I can. But do sorry, that. It, it's H Fielding uh, DC DC. Okay, 
Is that just at and then HBO Link? I don't think it's, yeah, it's probably not an at Instagram.com. So, yeah, I'm yeah. so unversed <laughs> in this. Yeah, it's just HBO DC. Yeah. But yeah, Revive, Revive Sport and Spine, awesome. Yeah. Um, well, I really appreciate you coming on. Uh, yeah, it was great. Yeah, of course. Yeah, anytime. Um, yeah, but I can't recommend you enough if people are in like a lifting niche, any sort of active niche, um, and you live out, you know, even if you don't live out that way, um, toward like, you know, kind of East Austin, that sort of area, um, East of Austin, uh, <laughs> 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 you know, give her a look. Uh, she's awesome. Uh, like I said, can't recommend you enough. And, uh, thanks again for coming on. Thanks.